Good evening. Today is August 31st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is the traditions. And our speaker tonight is Lisa. Take it away, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Lisa, compulsive overeater. I am living or I am in Georgia. Um, it's so nice to be here. And um, I love all the little cheerleader faces. Y'all are awesome. Um, oh, boy, okay. So I know we've already been discussing this for two nights. And so I was trying to think of a unique way to talk about the traditions. And so I decided that we would look at the principles behind each tradition. So, um, but first of all, um, I don't know about you guys, but when I, and I still do this, um, when, whenever I hear traditions, you know, I'm like, what oh, is boring? And I realized the other day why it's because I'm not going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about the group. So, you know, just a little disclosure there. Um, but I will say the longer I'm around, the traditions are more interesting to me and very, very, very important. Um, I have said for forever, you know, the steps and traditions, Bill and Bob meeting, it was just, in my opinion, all divinely inspired. It just couldn't have been any other way. Um, anyway, so just to qualify for a moment and let you know I earned my seat here. Um, I came into OA a little over 10 or 12 years ago, and I came in through AA. Um, and I absolutely am certain that I would never have had a shot at recovering from this disease if I hadn't been sober first. Um, I just, I wouldn't be here, I'm certain. So I am forever grateful to my parents uh, who used to drag me to AA meetings as a teenager, not to introduce me to AA, but I was always on restriction and they had to watch me. So there we go. That's how I learned about 12-step programs. Um, okay, so just to give you, I'm not gonna do a whole bunch of history here, but the purpose of the, the tradition. So first of all, people say we have the steps and they uh, keep us from killing ourselves. And then we have the traditions and they keep us from killing or harming others. So we're talking about being in relationship with people. Um, the traditions are awesome. You can obviously apply them to anything, you know, your family, your workplace. Um, they're, they're, they're fascinating to me. Um, and so I'm just going to read a little bit in the forward to the um, second edition kind of explains what happened here. So in 1941, you know, the mushrooming process was going on, AA was booming. Um, and then it says at the bottom of XVIII, I have a third edition, our society then entered a fearsome and exciting adolescent period. The test that it faced was this, could these large numbers of erstwhile erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? Would there be quarrels over membership, leadership, and money? Would there be strivings for power and prestige? Would there be schisms which would split AA apart? Soon, AA was beset by these very problems on every side and in every group. 
But out of this frightening and at first disrupting experience, the conviction grew that AAs had to hang together or die separately. So bottom line, that is why we have, or they, the first 100 came up with the traditions, thank God. Um, all right, so um, what I did is I defined some of these and basically we're just gonna see how far we got, we get, I mean, doing 12 traditions in 20 minutes, I don't know. So we'll just see how far um, we get. So the first, the um, principle behind the first tradition is unity. Um, and I looked up some definitions like this. So this one says unified together, we are a unit. And what I think of is I am finally out of isolation. I am part of a group. Um, I'm never alone again when I first came to AA. Um, and I'm also gonna be doing some reading out of the OA 12 and 12. So on page 91 at the bottom, it says, recovery began for most of us when we got out of isolation and into an OA group. Here we discovered we were not alone. As we opened our hearts to other OA members, we found acceptance, a sense of belonging and unity with other compulsive overeaters that satisfies us in ways food never could. I love that. All right, so second tradition principle is trust. Trust is defined as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, strength, and ability of someone or something. And I don't know about y'all, but when I first came into AA, you know, I kind of looked around and I was like, who's in charge, you know, because there just had to be somebody in charge. This thing just couldn't run by itself. Um, and that's the wonderful thing behind the sacred tradition is it's a loving higher power, um, a loving God. And, um, you know, I don't have to worry about how group conscience is ever going to go because I absolutely, in my experience, am certain that that loving God is over the group. And so we're always going to be taken care of. Uh, okay, number three, identity is the principle behind uh, tradition three. And this one is awesome. Do I identify? Do I identify in? Yes, I do. So yay, I'm in the club. I'm a member. And that is all. And that is so wonderful that they, they made this tradition. Um, a little bit more reading, page 107. No person who has this desire can be barred from any OA group. And it goes on to say, all who have experienced the pain of compulsive eating and want to stop are equally welcome here. Nobody is excluded from OA membership because of his or her personal opinion of how to achieve abstinence. And then when every person is respected and treated lovingly, the group survives and emerges stronger than ever from the experience. Another thing I love about this um, tradition is that when I was in my relapse cycles, um, nobody ever said, Lisa, you know, you're screwing up. Sorry, <laughs> there's the door. Nobody ever said that and nobody ever could say that. So I am forever grateful for that. All right, number four, autonomy. Autonomy is the right or condition of self-government. Um, and just a little on this one um, uh, in the OA 1212 again, tradition four, the tradition of autonomy, 
gives OA groups the right and responsibility to operate as they see fit, free from any outside influence. Autonomy means that OA groups can have no affiliations other than with OA. It also means that no other groups or service body, even within OA, can dictate, can dictate group action. Tradition four gives OA groups the freedom to do what works best for them. That's one of the things I love about this meeting. And, and every group, there are so many different special focus groups and they're great. And they can do what they want as long as they do not harm OA, an OA group or OA as a whole. All right, um, let's see, next, number five, purpose. What is my purpose? Um, so if I go back to the big book, page 77, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. And I am so grateful to have a purpose that I'm also, um, that I am, I'm using today. I, I get to be of service. Um, it's a privilege and an honor to be asked to do service work. And when I say those two things, you know, when I was in my relapse, um, I wouldn't even turn my camera on and that's okay, you know, um, but I do, I feel like I have a purpose, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a wife and I'm a mom and that is part of my purpose. But this um, being a member of, of OA, um, that's where my fire is, you know, that's where I just, I feel, I feel like I know that's where God wants me and, and I'm glad. Um, okay, number six, solidarity, unity or agreement of feeling or action. And the, what I was kind of thinking, I didn't do too much on this one, but I have to ask myself, solid, solidarity, the word solid is in that. So what we're, what we're trying to get at with this one is, are we solid in our primary purpose going back to tradition five. Um, and, you know, we just don't want to let any holes get in there or um, anything so that we stay, we stay unified. Number seven, responsibility. I can't depend on someone else to fix me or take care of me. So this is a good one, you know, and I grew up, you know, with my parents doing a lot of fixing. Um, and when I came here, you know, knowing that each of us plays a part within the groups, just OA as a whole. Um, I also like to think of, um, and I think it's, I don't know if it's our invitation to you, but it talks about um, when anyone anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of OA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. Um, so that's responsibility. Number eight, fellowship friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. And okay, so this I have, uh, when we keep OA's eighth tradition, we discover a beautiful spirit of caring service, which becomes a powerful factor in our healing. We are all non-professionals and are supportive of each other's recovery from compulsive eating giving and receiving support and fellowship with no expectations of return. Living by the spirit of this tradition, we can each turn to the one next to us and say truthfully from the heart, 
I put my hand in yours because I care. Um, number nine is structure. This one was really hard for me. Um, I was looking all over the place. I'm like, okay, so we aren't supposed to be organized, but then we, we can create service boards or committees. Um, I think the reason structure, which I have defined as a, a construct or arrange according to a plan, I wrote, okay, we can have structure, but let's leave the results up to God, you know? Um, and that's the way I look at that one. Okay, number 10 is neutrality. Safety from outside issues. I love that. I love, I can come in here. It doesn't matter who I am, who you are, where you're from. You know, it, it, I think of, you know, if you're sitting in neutral, your car's not really moving. Um, and then 11, anonymity. Um, and I have written a situation in which a person is not known by or spoken of by name attraction rather than promotion. And I also wrote letting God demonstrate through me. So being one of many instead of being the Lisa show. Um, and then lastly, I have 12 and the um, spiritual principle behind the 12 tradition is spirituality. And I mean, how can you wrap up spirituality and a definition. I can't. Um, but what I thought of, I think ultimately is the feeling of absolutely knowing that I'm I'm not alone. I'm just not alone. Whether you believe in, you know, um, a religious God or higher power, whatever, you know, today I absolutely know that I'm I'm not alone anymore. And there's one more little thing I'm going to read. And this is for the end of tradition 12. Um, as we recover in OA, we come to feel that anonymity is one of our most precious possessions. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our transformed lives, as well as OA's traditions. We are compulsive eaters living in recovery, no longer in bondage to food. We know that support for our recovery will always be here for us, as long as we remember to place principles before personalities, respecting these vital 12 traditions that bind us together in the fellowship of our Readers Anonymous. Um, so once again, that is my, uh, my, my spiel on the traditions. I didn't want to go over each one because I know they were done Monday night. And I have no idea how much time I have left, but yay, I did it. It's over. And I will give it back to, to Sally. Thanks, everybody. Wow, Lisa, thank you. What an education I received. I, I appreciate your, your knowledge of the 12 traditions. I really do. Okay. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should be related specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And 
The Zoom host will, I will call the raised hands in order as I see them on my screen and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Um, would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time's up? And if the speaker's asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay. First person I see is Juanice. Go ahead, my Hi, dear. Hi, Sally. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Juanice, and I am a compulsive overeater. And I have a question for you, Ms. Lisa. And it's something that I've always wondered. I've been in AA for 20, I think I'm 20 years sober this this in this year in November. But um, um, is that okay? So accepting affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Can you have some examples of something that would affect other groups or OA as a whole? Yeah, and of course, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not an um, expert on this, just my opinion, but um, I think, um, you know, I'm really thinking of more like as in a religion aspect, I'm trying to find you, I lost you, Juanice. Um, you know, like keeping the separation of religion, like keeping it to spirituality. So if some group um, came out and said, okay, this OA group, um, we're going to, we're going to call the higher power Jesus. I don't know. You know, um, that's really the only thing I can, I can think of. Somebody else might have a a better idea of that. Anybody else? No. Thank you, Lisa and Lenise. Okay, Jody. Hello, I'm Jody, compulsive over under eater. And oh my gosh, that I learned so much, Lisa. That was just such a wonderful share. I, I loved hearing the you know, kind of all in one um, segment, what the principles are. And it just made me appreciate AA so much, um, AA and OA and all the 12-step groups, but especially AA for just the beauty of how the principles all work together. And, you know, I know for me, I do apply them, try to apply them in, you know, to my life. Um, I know that, you know, the one that uh, was point that you pointed out about, um, you know, not fix, uh, we try not to fix or that kind of thing and that we're, you know, fully self-supporting. I see a um, eating disorder nutritionist and I get, I have a little bit of, you know, my own money, um, you know, I'm in a family, I have a husband and children, but I, because of that tradition, I've chosen to, you know, pay for my nutritionist myself so that I can be fully self, it's an eating disorder nutritionist, so I can be fully self-supporting of my own recovery. And I've seen that the, it's, it's really such a, a wonderful thing because I also don't feel like I have to perform for anybody either, that what I'm doing in my recovery, um, uh, you know, is, is, um, you know, for myself. Um, and then also like with my kids, my youngest is um, 21 and I want to teach him to be fully self-supporting, um, you know, as he, he leaves and, and leaves the house. And, um, 
I don't know. They're, they're just beautiful. There's so much in there. I've never done a, you know, study on, on the 12 traditions, but I really appreciate um, what all that, um, all the work that you put into that and just all the things that you pointed out about it. And um, I'll pass with that. Thank you, Jody. Anyone else? Amy B. Thanks. Hey, Amy B. Compulsive Overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Thank you, Sally and Kaylee, for your service uh, uh, on the meeting. Everybody who read, um, everyone who's here, and thank you, Lisa, for um, going through that. I, you know, I got to admit, I have not looked at the OA 12 and 12 when it comes to the tradition. So, mm -hmm. and it's really um, interesting to hear. Um, you know, broken down to the concepts in between them and thinking about uh, how they expand out further. Um, I agree with you. And I know that a lot of people share that, you know, when we come in, I know like right at the beginning, I used to go to a meeting that was a 12 and 12 meeting and I didn't go when they were on the traditions 12. I only went when they were on the steps 12, um, which I look back at, <laughs> just like, I mean, it it's just so clear, like this need for humility, this need <laughs> for like open-mindedness, this need for um a view of the greater good, not just how can I help me, but how can I help? How can I be a part of help? Um, something that comes up a lot when I talk about, or when I think about um, the concept of inventory, but I feel like also applies really well to the traditions. Um, and I've shared this before. I used to have a boss who in her email signature would, uh, it said, be a fountain, not a drain. And I, I think about that, like at the end of my nightly review, like where was I fountain today? Where was I drain? Was I more fountain or drain? But when I think about the traditions, like that is about being a fountain to our fellowship um, and not draining from it and um, remembering always our common welfare comes first and our primary purpose is to carry the message and anonymity, like don't get let how we feel about like ourselves or like the group or like the rules get in the way of those things, carrying the message in our common welfare. Um, great to talk about this stuff and hear everybody's perspective. Thanks so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Amy. Next up, we have Kim. Go ahead, Kim. Hi, thanks, Kim. T and I am a compulsive overeater. And the one thing that really struck me that one of the earlier shares talked about is like, maybe it was yours. I don't know. <laughs> um, every time it, we're on the traditions, I just go, ugh. I'd rather be talking about the steps and about myself. And every single time that I think that, it always turns out so beautifully. I learn something and I appreciate the traditions in a whole new way, in a whole new light. And thank you for illuminating those tonight, Lisa. And um, so I, I don't know if I'll ever get over that, my initial reaction. <laughs> 
about the traditions, but um, I, I absolutely know um, from being involved, and I'm not super involved at all as far as at the higher than the meeting level, but I absolutely know that without the traditions, we, we wouldn't be here, right? I wouldn't have a place to go. I wouldn't have a Zoom meeting to call into. I wouldn't have face-to-face meetings when those, you know, start up. And so the traditions are huge. And um, I have said, though, in, in more lucid moments that, you know, if our world operated on traditions, we'd probably be a whole lot better off, but that's getting out there. Um, so anyway, just, I would just want to say thanks. Thanks for your work and, um, researching what you did tonight and I will pass. Thank you, Kim. Eileen. Hi, I'm Eileen, um, recovered compulsive overeater. Hi everybody. It's really great to be here. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for your beautiful share. Um, I am really honored about how much time and energy and effort you put into tonight's share. Um, it really means a lot to me when somebody comes to a meeting and has prepared their share in a way that makes it seem like they, they came and they showed up like they showed up for me like that's how it feels like they came to the meeting and they were like this is important and I am showing up to share my experience strength and hope and 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 also this is a, a big book study and you studied the big book you know what I mean like you you took the topic and you went with it and I am like honored at the length that you went to share yourself and, and the topic tonight. And I'm very grateful for that. So thank you so much. Um, and also um, on a side note, it was so funny. I was thinking like, cause I finished the steps. And so I was like, well, maybe she next. And I was like, oh, who wants to do that? You know, like <laughs> that's no fun. Um, so yeah, so I'm not necessarily gonna I said to my sponsor, I was like, let me just jump back to my amends. Like that's like, I'm literally like wanting to do my amends before I like go back to like to do the traditions. Like that's, that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, there's, there's my rigorous honesty there for you. Um, anyways, um, I am just really grateful again to be here tonight and to hear such a beautiful share and to get new perspectives on the traditions and to hear again also um from the OA literature um which I'm always just like you know really you know but it was great it was so great to hear it so um thank you so much again that's it thank you Eileen okay Diane hmm. hi everybody I'm Diana I'm a compulsive a recovered compulsive I can say now uh Eat, overeater. Anyway, um, Lisa, thank you. Um, that was really wonderful. I used to have a bookmark with those principles, just the just the principles. But um, yeah, of course, it didn't really sink in back then. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking how, you know, um, I, I remember belonging to a um, to a group, and they um, they were uh, around um, adult children of alcoholics and they wanted to march in this um, 
uh, domestic violence um, sort of a protest, which, you know, it's, it's a really awesome thing to be against domestic violence, but I just, I just felt like the traditions were being violated and that the program itself was being harmed. And I remember just feeling like um, our primary purpose is, you know, our primary purpose. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that even talks about, um, you know, how AA got all side, you know, in, in um, prohibition and different things that were, you know, abolition and things that were really important. But, you know, it's like, you know, we had to stick to the one thing that we were really, you know, commissioned to do, so to speak. And um, I can also think of another, um, a person took some literature that was conference approved and they made up their own worksheet <laughs> and then they made fourth step workshops and they sold their little pamphlets for 10 bucks a piece. And I was like, ah! But what I, I guess what I love about um, the traditions is though they are so clear and so, um, um, you know, really specific they are unenforceable. They are really, it's just a matter of if you want to have serenity, if you want to have abstinence, you will eventually incorporate these principles or you will, you know, fall by the wayside. And so it's almost like they didn't need somebody in charge because our disease is, is, is kind of mandating that we behave ourselves. And um, I love that, that these ideals, you know, if you, it's like, uh, if you go through the uh, AA 12 and 12, um, each of those, um, each of the um, traditions has lots of stories about how they screwed up, how they really made the wrong turn, how they, you know, learned that, oh, that's not going to work and, and that these came out of it. And it's almost like, um, you know, reading those can kind of translate into the mistakes that we could make if we chose to read you know, make history and make those mistakes. So I'm just grateful for all the literature in this program. It's just, it's just awesome. And, and it is a meeting in particular that um, really sticks to it because without that, you, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh my, boy, I really talkative tonight. So anyway, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Diane. And Susan, you're up. Thank you, Sally. Hi, everyone. Susan Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I'm flying here on four hours sleep because I flew from the West Coast to the East Coast. So I wasn't going to share, but um, then, of course, I am. Lisa, thank you so much. And ditto to the work that you put into that. Um, you know, I was taken to I don't have my big book with me, but I have it here on the phone. And I'm looking at the second edition forward and you know how it talks constantly about that mushrooming effect and it was in full swing and how the numbers, just the way they grew that by the beginning of 1941, no Instagram or Facebook needed, thank you very much, just one drunk talking to another. We went from 2000 people, so, March to the close, so we'll give that to December 31st to 8,000. That is just, it's gobsmacking. And by that point, AA had become a national institution. And I think about when we were saying, you know, we keep out of outside issues. 
Well, we all know that one person can post, I use this lipstick and it is sold out for months. It cannot be manufactured. So thank goodness that we stay out of the outside. And not to cross talk, but I'm going to. Somebody else was just in the last share about the forms. And I've seen people come and go here and suddenly, oh, well, I did this and now it's on Amazon. And it's like, golly gosh, everybody wants to be a superstar. Um, and then it talks about in the four to the second edition how we then entered as these numbers were growing, plenty of personalities, shining stars among us all, a fearsome and exciting adolescent period. And thank goodness, right, that God intervened that their sobriety became more important than being right. Because if it hadn't, if there weren't these traditions, we would not be having a chat right now. We just wouldn't be. They would have fallen apart. And it says all of the things. Are there going to be quarrels over membership, leadership and money? Yes, even with the traditions, we all get our knickers in a twist. Speaking for myself, you know, I get like, I can't believe that, right? So. It's just really, really amazing to me. And it says we had to unify our fellowship or pass off the scene. And that's the beautiful thing about Zoom of how we've all come together. Because I would say, yeah, I mean, Eileen, I've known the longest out of all of you because she lives close to me and I've probably known her for 15 or 20 years, literally. And yet tomorrow here on the East Coast, I'm going to be spending time with Amy all day. Lucky me, right? But again, because we unified, we came together, there was a pandemic, our common welfare came first. How are we not going to kill ourselves? Big, thank you, being morbidly obese, vomiting, starving. We came together in unity. We set up accounts and here we are. Thank you, Ian, and thank you everyone else who's being of service. Thank you, Susan. Whoa, you and Amy together for the weekend? Woohoo, that's going to be pretty powerful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Francesca, you're up, hon. Thank you, Sally. Hi, Francesca. Grateful, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thank you so much, Lisa. And yeah, just to echo what has been shared, the, the willingness to show up uh, is just for us is just huge. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, also, yeah, I um, don't really read the OA 12 and 12. And in the past have been like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, and that was like amazing. And so like with the traditions, I love that they, they force me to think and be confused and think about, oh, how does this apply to my life? and challenge me. Um, and yeah, it's not just like, oh yeah, yeah, Fred, like, like, oh, let me just tell you what I know about the big book. It's like, oh, actually I don't, I've been reading the um, 12 and 12 with a group here. And it's like, we have to read it again and be like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but it's so powerful. And these definitions that you gave, um, I love that autonomy, freedom to do what works best. That's amazing. I um, definitely have control issues and I want to tell you or I want to be told, but that like, and you really echoed that too, is like, let the results up to God, you know? And the thing that you said about number three um, from the 12 and 12 about like, we don't have the right to tell people what abstinence works best for them. That's just so beautiful because 
that's another thing. Um, if I'm focusing on someone else's program, I'm ignoring mine and I'm just trusting that everyone has a higher power and a path. And um, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, and that thing about, oh yeah, responsibility, like, oh, I just, I love that. And like, why would I need someone? Like uh, earlier today, I was like, wow, my higher power is like, I could think of my higher power, like, like a superhero, like a superhero movie, <laughs> like, or just like, could do anything like stuff I can't even imagine. Um, and um, and even the thing you talked about structure, like, cause I definitely, um, the program has helped kind of raise me. The traditions are like, help me reparent and navigate um, these things, responsibility, money, structure. And this thing about fellowship, like I just do something just to do it. Not like, you know, and I, and also like having that higher power. I know that like, um, the ego might, I might flare up. I might do it just to do it, but then also feel like really good if I'm getting complimented or feel slight um, entitlement, but then I can just like pause and just like go back to these. Um, and I love to, I feel like the 12 steps just in my experience are really respected. Like I, I haven't really encountered people being like, what, blah, blah, blah. It, and if something comes up, it's usually the God thing. <laughs> But that it's like, okay, like, well, but the attraction versus promotion. So I really do feel that this has kept um, so many of these groups safe, time. therapists and, oh, thank you so much. Um, I'll, I'll wrap up. I'm always chatty, so I'll wrap up. Uh, thank, thank you. Everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Francesca. So um, I'm going to ask uh, our Zoom host to stop the recording.